All right. Well, we are in the last week of our series, Passive Men and Strong-Willed Women. And last week we talked about, we wanted to finish up this series with this idea of redeeming the passive man and redeeming the strong-willed woman. Okay? And it's interesting. When you Google Christian strong-willed woman and read the, the, the pages that come back, there's an overwhelming consensus as to the answer from a Christian perspective to the strong-willed woman. And the overwhelming answer is this, that the strong-willed woman needs to be more submissive to her husband, that she needs to respect, quietly respect her husband more. And you know what? And though submission and respect, those are important biblical concepts. I don't think it's the right answer to this. I, like, I, I read in just page after page, blog article after blog article, saying that, that strong-willed women need to be more submissive and more quietly respectful. Something didn't settle well with me about that. I didn't like something about that. And it took me a little while to figure out, and here's why. That I think the, the answer for a lot of people, and especially for the women, when, when you hear that, what you hear, especially if you're a strong-willed, intelligent, competent, driven woman, what you hear is be less. I need you to be less for your husband. And I don't like that answer. I don't think that's the right answer to this. It might be the right answer to something else, but I don't think it's the right answer to this. To simply be less. And that's why, that's why I've, I've, I've titled this, series, this talk in last week with Redeeming the Strong-Willed Women. And the reason for that is because I want you, all you strong-willed women, I want you to stay strong. I don't want you to be less strong, but I believe that for a lot of you, you need to redeem that strength. You need to use that strength for good instead of evil. What redeeming means is just that. It's to use something for good rather than evil. To use, use something to build people up rather than tear people down. Use something to build God's kingdom rather than our own. That's what it means to redeem. So I want to say stay strong, strong-willed women. But you need to have that strength redeemed through Jesus Christ. Because when you start taking that strength on your own, things go south really quickly. And I don't think you need me to tell you that. You can have your husbands tell you that. So I, so I want to give you a vision today. I want to give you a vision of what redeeming your strength could look like. What it could look like to redeem what is great in you, ladies. Redeem what God has given you, how God has shaped you, and to actually use it to build up your husband instead of slowly tearing him down. And so that's the idea today, is I want to, I want to give you a vision. I want to cast a vision for you today of what it would look like to redeem your strength. So, so ladies, okay, God has wired you with abilities. God has wired you with skills and talents and, and strength. Your decision is, do you use it for good or do you, do you use it for evil? 
Do you use it to build up your husband or tear him down? And I, I want to tell you that there is a way to redeem your strength. There is a way to redeem all that is good and strong in you and to build up all the people around you. Does that sound like something good? Does that sound like something you would want? I, I hope so. There we go. There, yeah, it is. Okay? So, so that, that's what I want to do today. I want to give you a vision for this. Okay? So, wise. Okay? Now, let me, let me guess. I'm going to read your minds here. Okay, ready? Here we go. I just read your minds. Wives, you desire that your husband would be more thoughtful and more spiritual. How close did I get? Okay? Yeah, it's this continuous, it's this regular thing we hear from married couples. I wish my husband was more spiritual. I wish my husband was more thoughtful, more considerate. Thought things through more. Right? And I think that's, that's part, that's a really common thought. I'm willing to bet that most of you married ladies in here have thought that at one time or another. Right? Well, I, I want to I give you a sense. Because, you know, there are two areas. There are two areas where God has wired and gifted most of you. Uniquely equipped you to help your husband be exactly the way you want him to be more thoughtful and more spiritual. Did you know that, ladies? That God has wired you to, to build up, to strengthen your husband in those exact ways. You can build him up even better than he can. Even better than his guy friends can. And there are these two areas. And, I, and I'm, this morning I'm kind of calling it building him up with your wisdom and your worship. Because I believe that God has uniquely wired most women. I'm, I'm going to make some generalities today. It's not always the case where it's, where it's the strong-willed woman and the passive man. Sometimes we get passive women and strong-willed men. So sometimes things are reversed. But this is general patterns that I've seen a lot. Okay? So there are two ways, ladies, that I believe that you can bless the men in your life, your, your spouses, your, your husbands, your boyfriends, yes, even your brothers, and even, believe it or not, your dad, okay? Wisdom and worship. First, let's talk about wisdom. Let's talk about wisdom. Now, it's taken me a lot of years to admit something. Um, my wife is smarter than me, okay? She just is. And see, I didn't always really believe that. And I certainly wouldn't say it publicly. Um, because I spent a good 10 years of marriage frustrated with this reality that my wife was smarter than me. Because, see, here's the thing. When, when you're married to someone who's pretty smart, they tend to be right a lot. When you're married to someone who's really smart, they tend to be right a lot. And the problem with that, when we first got married, I spent a good decade, and this was my logic. When she is right, it means I'm wrong. And when I'm wrong, it means I'm less. So, of course, I didn't want her to be right. Of course, it bothered me when she was right and I was wrong. Because it wasn't just about 
what food's going to be good for dinner tonight. No, it's about I am less than. And it took me a good decade to finally come to grips and reverse that pattern, to say that her being right did not make me less. And that's part of the, the, the dilemma, part of the challenge when we talk about wisdom, especially wise wives, is us husbands who take it as a threat to our identity and masculinity when our wife is right and we're not. Okay? And, but because of that change in me, because of the way that I dealt directly with it and, and, and kind of gave that to God, stopped making it about me, and instead appreciating her, I have benefited. Our marriage has benefited. And over the years, I've learned to appreciate her wisdom. Um, so guys, can, can, we, can we just acknowledge that, that for many of us, okay, for many of us husbands, our wives are smarter than we are, okay? You don't believe me? Women in general, again, this is women in general, tend to be more intuitive, more considerate of others, more thoughtful, more family-oriented, more emotionally aware. Um, brain neuroscience even tells us that women use both sides of their brain much better than us men ever could. Did you know that? Women actually multitask in their brain better than men. So I think for guys, it's time for us to kind of just say, this is okay. This is okay for us to have really competent wives. And it is not a threat to ourselves. Okay, so, so ladies, if you've been married more than like an hour, I'm guessing you have probably tried to change your husband. Okay? And if you've been married for like an hour and five minutes... You've probably learned it didn't work. Changing your husband just does not work. Trust me, we played that game for way too many years. We're way too stubborn. Okay? So the problem is this wisdom that you so desire to give to your husbands, a lot of times, ladies, you're doing it wrong. So instead of asking yourself, how can I get him to do what he should do? I think that, that's a question women ask a lot. How can I get him to do what he should do? Because it's the right thing to do and he should be doing it because that's what I do. Okay? Wrong question, ladies. That is just a recipe for disaster right up there. Okay? Instead, I want to give you another question. Another question that can still help impart your wisdom to him. How can I help him succeed? How can I help him succeed? How can I help him thrive? And now, now okay, you, you might look at that and be like, that's what I do. I have a great definition of success that he's not following. No, 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 that's not what it's about. You need to talk to him and figure out what does success look like for him? Not what does success look like for you for him? And when you change that perspective to say, how can I help my husband succeed? 
It changes the way you share your wisdom with us. In a sense, what we need, we as husbands, we need more assistance and less insistence. Ladies, you are very good at insisting things, directly and indirectly. That's, that doesn't help us much. We need more assistance and less insistence. Okay? Now, there's, there's this amazing picture in the Bible of, that, des, that it describes some characteristics of a woman. And it's in Proverbs 31. If you've been around churches at all, especially if you've been around like on Mother's Day, you might have even heard a sermon on the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, it could be pretty overwhelming because th this is a pretty astounding woman that is described in the book of Proverbs. But what's amazing about this Proverbs 31 woman, often we just describe it as this great woman, except here's the thing. The, the book of Proverbs contains 31 chapters. This is the way that the, the, the compiler and the author of Proverbs has chosen to wrap up the book of Proverbs. And what's even more amazing is when you look at the whole section of Proverbs 31 from verse 10 on, when it talks about the woman, it actually carries striking similarities to Proverbs 1. Okay? There are some words that are used in Proverbs 1 and 31. So it's almost like that the author and the person who compiled this anthology of ideas bookended this notion of wisdom. That's what Proverbs are. They're words of wisdom. One of them is wisdom of following God, and the other is this wisdom displayed and demonstrated by this proverb, this woman describes in Proverbs 31. Okay? So I'm just going to read a couple verses out of it to give you a taste. We're not going to go through the whole thing. I'll save that for a Mother's Day. Okay? But we're, I, I want to read a couple verses out of this. So we're going to start at verse 10 and just read 10 through 12. Proverbs 31, 10 through 12. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. What an amazing phrase. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. That's what it looks like to help your husband succeed. That's what it looks like to be redeemed, to use all of your strength, but instead of using it to shout and get frustrated and point, you're using it to build up the person you love. That's what it looks like to bring good. So wives, don't you want to be a wife that brings good to your husband? Girlfriends, aren't you someone who wants to learn how to bring good to a boyfriend who, who might end up being your husband down the line. And that's an amazing picture. So I want you to, to latch on, ladies, latch on to that phrase. Bring good to her husband all the days of her life. Okay? Now, what's amazing is the proverb ends with these words that kind of show you what, what it looks like if you actually do that what it looks like if you actually bring good to your husband all the days of your life, okay? Let's continue. And this is 28 and 29. Her children arise and call her blessed or happy. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, 
but you surpass them all. There's a Mother's Day card if I've ever seen one. Guys, take note of that one, okay? You'll, you'll get some serious points by throwing in Proverbs 31, 29, okay? And that's what it looks like when you have a wife who desires to build you up, to help you succeed, okay? So ladies, if you do that, if you learn how to share your wisdom in ways that help him, not hurt him, if you figure out ways to share your wisdom without threatening him, verbally or otherwise, your husband will sing your praises. You won't be able to get him to shut up because he'll just say how great it is to be married to such a strong person as you. So, so that's the first one, your wisdom. Ladies, you have wisdom that we need. Yes, we can be stubborn. Yes, we can be insecure. Yes, we're basically overgrown man children. Okay, let's just admit that. But you have wisdom we need. Now, if you remember, I, I said there were two things. I said there were two things that you could share that you are, ladies are uniquely gifted to share with us. The second is your worship. I have known few couples, I've known some, but I've known few couples where, where the wife isn't more spiritually attuned than her husband. Right? Generally speaking, I know this is a generalization, this is not true for every couple, not true for every person, but generally speaking, I found that women, that you are much more spiritually attuned, spiritually oriented than the men in your lives. Okay, now, now, I'm not talking about who knows the Bible more. I'm not talking about who likes to talk theology. I'm not talking about who's more involved in church. Okay? That's not what this is. What I'm talking about is an orientation that sees and senses the spiritual world, that is aware and sensitive to the stuff that we can't see and touch. And most of the time, I've found, ladies, you're far better at this than us guys. It makes sense, though, if you think about it. In general, most of you ladies are more emotionally aware. You're more sensitive. You're more aware of others and what's going on. You're just more aware of the non-concrete stuff. So it would make more sense. It would make sense that one of those things would be the spiritual world. Particularly, and it's this, it, that, 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 that there's a word that I believe really works here. And here's, ladies, what you can help your husbands with. When you are redeemed, when you're not that... <laughs> and instead your strength is redeemed, you can help your husband have a more intimate relationship with God. I know guys who have a great intellectual relationship with God. I know guys who have a great um, obedient relationship with God. I know guys who have a great serving relationship with God. Namely, all of that is me. <laughs> but... I know a lot of guys who really struggle, myself included, to have an intimate relationship with God. 
We have a difficult time having an intimate relationship with another guy, like an actual living person next to us, let alone a God who is in the heavens, who is inside us, who moves through the Holy Spirit, who is three in one, who is vast but who is personal. That's enough to make all of us guy concrete minds just kind of melt. So ladies, wives, you can help your husbands be stronger in their faith. And I know you, you want it. We, uh, virtually every couple that perform and I meet with to, to counsel wants that. Their wife wants their husband to be stronger spiritually. Okay? But once again, you're going at it the wrong way. You're asking the wrong question. Because the question we hear over and over again is, how can I get my husband to be a better spiritual leader? Okay? How can I get my husband to be the, a better spiritual leader? Guess what? Wrong question. Okay? I have yet to encounter a, a couple for whom that question has helped them grow in their marriage. So I want to give you another question. I want to give you an alternative question rather than the age-old, how can I get my husband to be a better spiritual leader? And it's this. How can I inspire him? How can I inspire him? Because, you know, ladies, the truth is, we need more inspiration, less condemnation. We need more inspiration, less condemnation. And I tell you that on behalf of all the husbands in here who know they are failed spiritual leaders, who you have told them that directly and indirectly. But you have the capacity to take us places that we don't normally go. I know that's been the case for me. My faith is stronger because I'm married to Pafoa. My view of God is better because of her. Because you see, I need her. I need her in my faith. I need her to help me think big thoughts of God. Because otherwise, I think pretty small thoughts. I need her to help me dream of heaven. Otherwise, I stay too much on earth. And I need her to help me see the world that I can't touch and I can't measure, and I can't see with my eyes. I need her to help me see that spiritual world, because otherwise, I sometimes forget it's there. And ladies, I'm willing to bet, if you were to sit down with your husband over lunch today, my guess is he could share those same thoughts, those same desires, so redeemed, you have the capacity to take us places we don't normally go. It's not to say that us as guys can't go there, that I'm incapable of big thoughts of God. I'm incapable of dwelling on heaven. I'm incapable of seeing the unseen. That's not what I'm saying. Anyone who tries to kind of sell that, honestly, is just sexist. But it's not places we normally go. It's not our default mode. 
We need you to help take us beyond the grounded, earthly, tactile things that we spend our time with. We need you. And we need you desperately. So I want you to pour over that question. How can I inspire my husband to higher things? Not how can I get him to be a better spiritual leader? Because here's the little secret. When you inspire somebody to greater things, guess what? They go up to greater things. So be an inspiration. We need a lot more inspiration, less condemnation. And what's interesting, when I look in the scriptures about women and their faith, it's very interesting when I find someone who says that the Bible is very misogynistic. This is someone who clearly has not actually read the Bible, or they've only read selected things that sound very misogynistic. Because when you read the scriptures... You want to know who some of the most faithful, powerful, courageous people are in in the the Gospels? They're women. I could have picked from a dozen of stories here to tell you about a woman who inspires others. But there's one that always blows my mind. There's one that I get stuck on because it amazes me. There is one that just blows me away. And the reason is, because I don't think I would ever do it. But I could see my wife do it. And so so there's this this story of a woman who, in the middle of a party, did something absolutely unexpected. People even argued over, criticized her about it. But Jesus didn't. So the story comes out of the book of Matthew. It's Matthew 26, 6 through 13. Matthew 26. 6 through 13. I'm just going to go through the whole story here. Here we go. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? They asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. She did it, uh, truly I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached, throughout the world, what she has done will also be told. In memory of her. Now that's a woman who inspired. That's a woman who took her faith, and I could just imagine everybody around her blown away at this. This is a woman who will still inspires. 2,000 years later, she still inspires. That's what we need a whole lot more wives who inspire their husbands, to higher things. And you can do that better than we can. So we need you. So wives, we need you. 
because you are better at some things that we desperately need. No matter what he says, no matter what he says to the contrary, (laughs) we need you. The reason is we become better because of you. You have the capacity, wives, to build up your husband like nobody else ever could or ever will. You have that capacity, but only if you are redeemed. Only if you take all that strength that that I believe is God-given and allow Christ, allow God through Christ to redeem you. Use it to build up your husband. Use to help him succeed. To help him inspire him to higher things. Okay? Because you know what, ladies? We're tired of getting beaten up. It really, we really are. We're tired of being the failure of the marriage. We're tired of being kind of the loser. Yeah, a lot of that's of our own making. (laughs) We'll own up to that. Um, But a lot of that, unfortunately, the cycle of marriage can contribute to it. So I think it's time we have some wives who build up their husbands. So some husbands who can say, I am a better person because of the one I am married. It's time to redeem, ladies. It's time to redeem your strength. You are strong. You just need to use it for good. Use it to build up the people around you. More assistance, less insistence. More inspiration, less condemnation. Join me in prayer. God, we are better because of you. You are the one who has given us this model of lifting us up, of building us up, of taking us up. God, you are the model for husbands, you are the model for wives. You are are the model of what redemption could look like. God, and I thank you that through Jesus Christ, you have provided every person here redemption. Redemption for their soul, which is far away from you, which through Jesus Christ can be close to you. But also redemption of our strengths. So I pray redemption upon this church. That every person can know you personally and through you. Take all that they are, all that you have geared them and wired them to be. And allow God, allow you to redeem it for good. And I I especially pray for the wives and the girlfriends out there. Lord, help them. Draw them up to draw them up to you and through that 
Let them be an inspiration to their husbands. Let them give, uh, let them give their husbands the wisdom that you have given them. And let them inspire them with the worship and the passion for you that, Lord, you have given them. So thank you for your redemption through Jesus Christ, the only one for whom this is possible. I pray this in the name of our Christ, our Savior. Amen.